Welcome to Lead Sex at Nova School of Business and Economics, the podcast where every week we go over the major trends that are impacting change and transformation in our world. Welcome to another episode of Lead Sex. And today we have a topic that I'm really, really interested about, uh, which is XR, extended reality. Uh, you might have heard about AR, you might have under, uh, heard about VR, and now we're going to talk about all those concepts, understand what they are. I'm really happy that we have like a top expert on the field. Um, Alex Zuba is an angel investor, entrepreneur, and the CEO and founder of Lucid Reality Lab. Alex has over 15 years of experience in finance and management and has an MBA in strategy and finance from the Holtz International Business School and an MA in leadership for sustainability from Malmo University. Lucid Reality Lab was founded in 2016. The company creates AR, VR, MR, immersive experiences and intelligent software solutions, which we'll try to understand what all these R things are. And they work with top brands in several industries like retail, healthcare, entertainment, education, and e-commerce. And the company was recognized to be among the world's top 15 VR and AR companies in 2020, according to B2B ranking and review platform Clutch. So thank you so much, Alex, for being here with us. And we are co-hosting today with Luisa Flores, uh, our co-hosting students. Hi. Welcome, Luisa. <laughs> so... Uh, I would like to start the conversation, Alex, asking you a question I used to ask my parents, which is, are we there yet? What's missing? Like, we've been talking about AR and VR for so many years. So, are we there yet? Um, thanks. That is a great question. And uh, I will definitely answer yes. We are there. We have AR. We have VR. Our company started four years ago, and uh, for these four years, it, it, it is a tremendous development of the technology. And uh, um, I recently read an article uh, by Gartner, you know, it's a consulting company in technology, yeah. and they create a Gartner hype chart. So it's first time in the history of technology that uh, augmented reality disappeared from Gartner uh, hype chart. It means that uh, the, the, the hype chart that explains the development of technology from the very first mentioning of the technologies and all those uh, unrealistic expectation, hype, and then the technology goes down to some maturity stage and becomes um, a mature technology which is, has to be used. It's a must to have by, by company. So this year it disappears. It means that it is mature technology and it is must-have for the uh, industry leaders and uh, enterprise uh, companies. So you, you're saying more on a B2B level, not on a B2C yet? Yes, both on a B2B and B2C. What I mean is that the technology is uh, in, uh, main, in, in a, on the mass market, so augmented reality we, we all have augmented reality in our smartphones right now. Yeah, and Apple just announced the um, iPhone 12 with the uh, LiDAR as well. Yeah, uh, LiDAR. Yeah. The next level, it will add more 
more uh, capabilities for augmented reality. But right now we are, we are all using augmented reality in social networks such as Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, uh, a lot of market leaders such as uh, IKEA, like Amazon are using for augmented reality for placement uh, as their products. So it's becoming um, technology which is used for try-on of different uh, products. You have to do some uh, decision based, you can do the decision based on the technology right now. But is it being, is it being massively um, used? I know that the filters, for instance, on Snapchat, Instagram stories and so on, uh, for sure, that's a great start. But are you seeing, for instance, I've seen that um, one of your expertise is, uh, is e-commerce. Are you starting to, um, and uh, retail, uh, are you seeing already like massive adoption from uh, the user base as well, from the consumers? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, let's, let's take a furniture. Um, IKEA is the biggest uh, producer of furniture, sustainable furniture, and in Europe, the, probably the most uh, popular. So what they have, you can, you can buy a sofa based on your try-on in your specific room with your specific design. You can position augmented reality sofa uh, and, and decide whether you like it or not. Or maybe you have to change for another model. Same uh, is starting with the Wayfarers, Wayfair, the biggest uh, furniture retailer in US. Their uh, online platform and uh, some of their products are already in augmented reality. Same with Amazon. Um, same with uh, with such product as uh, uh, sunglasses. You can try. You can uh, see in real time. You can uh, uh, try with different outfits. And uh, and yeah, it's now it's becoming more and more uh, popular. And you know there's a, there's a Huge uh, example is uh, 19 crimes wine. Probably in, in every country you can find the, the shelves with the 19 crimes wine from Australia, where you can uh, use your smartphone camera, point to the uh, label, and you will see the whole story about that wine. And it's really interesting. And, and people go to buy that wine because of the augmented reality experience. Okay, uh, Luisa? Um, so, um, now that you talk a little bit about retail and social media, do you think there's a, an industry there's more potential than others on XR? Uh, yeah, that is a difficult question. Uh, um, I'm as a representative of the uh, industry which creates solution for many industries. I, I must say there is a huge potential to utilize, to use the technology in any industry because it solves so much problems. What is now um, um, manufacturing uses a lot and, uh, and uh, there is a, a evidence of, grow, of growth for that uh, trend. Why? Because uh, it's a risk-free, it's immersive technology. Uh, you can simulate different situations without any risk to employees you can train and educate employees. And um, it automates some processes like uh, in logistics, uh, you can uh, use AR navigation in, inside of the huge uh, uh, buildings and uh, you can uh, do some training in, in medicine, in healthcare. So manufacturing is the first industry. The second, uh, the second industry is the healthcare and medical devices 
industry. Same, same idea, uh, risk-free immersive training, uh, remote consultation to the patient, uh, assistance in, in different uh, rehabilitation and physical therapy, uh, also uh, less stress and uh, more painless treatment using virtual reality experiences. Uh, entertainment is using a lot, uh, apart from gaming in virtual and augmented reality. You can see now a lot of virtual galleries, virtual museums, virtual theme parks, even uh, concerts uh, are now broadcasting in virtual reality. Same with augmented reality. Last year, we uh, participated in the launch of 5G networking in the United States by uh, AT&T operator, and we created a solution for uh, augmented reality when a, an artist on the stage performs and uh, the artist has special sensors. It's a motion tracking suit. And that information based on our, based on our solution was broadcasting around the world. So you're sitting in Mexico on your sofa, you open your smartphone, you point the camera to your floor, you position the floor, and now you see that artist performing in front of you. And it's in real time, same movement, same sound. So you don't need to go to fly to, to Florida. Or you, 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 you have that uh, stage at your home. Tourism um, also developing a lot. Now with the COVID restrictions, uh, you, it's impossible to travel, but still you can use VR to go to see like the Maya pyramids. You can travel to Moscow. You can see different... Yeah, for those pyramids, I actually can just go around the corners, like a <laughs> minute drive from where I am now here in Mexico. Um, Alex, uh, one, uh, we are mentioning a lot of concepts that I think um, some of our audience might be a little bit confused because we're talking about uh, AR, VR, MR, all these things. Can you give us a little bit of, uh, of an overview? And the other thing I would love to understand is your vision on how is the market structured? So it's really AR, there are companies that will focus on AR, some others on VR, or some will focus on B2B, others on B2C. How do you see a little bit, what are these concepts and how do you see the market being structured uh, in the future regarding the, um, the, the ecosystem? Okay, uh, so I will try, there, there are a lot of technical issues. I will try to, to explain in a simple language. So in a simple language, augmented reality, when you augment with AR, content uh, real world at, at the same time you see a real world and uh, which is overlaid uh, with uh, some uh, AR uh, uh, 2D, 2D images uh, 3D models uh, animations uh, and uh, video whatever uh, virtual reality you are isolated from the real world and your your position in a um, virtual world you you do not interact with the uh, real world and mixed reality and it is a mix in between in augmented and virtual reality uh, so for augmented reality uh, we are now using mostly our smartphones for virtual reality we are using virtual reality headsets and for mixed reality we are using special headsets such as uh, Oculus, such as Microsoft HoloLens or Magic Leap. Um, there are. Um, some... Why is that? Why is mixed reality different from um, um, uh, augmented reality? Because when you put the HoloLens, it's a little bit, you're uh, imposing images on top of the real world as well. 
Yeah, it's a good question. So when you're using uh, augmented reality, it is impossible to put augmented reality content behind some uh, real world uh, object. Let's say you are staying in front of the tree. You can see the Pokemon only in front of the tree. You cannot see him half behind the, the tree and half uh, next to the tree because it image goes only in front of the next object, which is real. So it's almost like a 2D versus 3D? Um, not exactly because you can do the, exactly. the 3D yeah. rendering, but... So with a mixed reality, we, we understand the, the, real, uh, the real world objects, let's say a, a, a house, and we can put an augmented reality behind the house. But in augmented reality, only in front of house. Because okay. it's <laughs> Got it. And, and would you say that uh, complexity-wise, um, what's uh, more com mixed reality? I assume it's the more complex then, no? Because VR, reality. you don't... Yeah, VR, yeah, do. you don't really... You create your own world. Uh, and uh, AR, you're just... You're using... You're imposing images on the world, but uh, not as complex. Does that make uh, sense? From the technical perspective, uh, I, I guess um, uh, it, it takes more, more time, more resources to create virtual reality because you have to create the whole environment. In yeah. augmented reality, you are using the real, real world. Okay, perfect. Luisa? Um, you think that it's possible in the future to live only in the virtual world? Yeah, I believe uh, it, it is possible, uh, yeah. So uh, right now we, uh, we are lacking some very, very key component for, for such experience. It's a haptics, haptic feedback. So we are in virtual reality. You can hear, you can see, you can even smell. There are some devices which you connect to virtual reality headset and you can take in virtual reality, virtual with virtual hand, you take a virtual cup of coffee, you, you bring to your nose, but you feel the, the smell of coffee. It's possible, but we still don't have a haptics. So we cannot feel the touch. There are some gloves, they do some uh, vibration on the fingers, they, uh, but, but it's not still there. There are some experiments will, with ultrasonic uh, impact on, on your body to feel, but it, it's not the same. And our brain understands that it's not the same. So as soon as we get that haptic feedback, you will be fully in a virtual reality world. So, but now one of the things that, um, that I've been playing around um, and, and actually I'm a, I'm a big fan. I've just got, I was telling you, I just got the, the Oculus Quest 2. And, and I think we're having for the first time, I think a proper, um, actually the Oculus Quest one, a proper like mass consumer good device, even in terms of price and quality. Uh, and Panasonic, for instance, has some great models as well for VRs. They're prototypes that are, look like ski goggles because they're not like the really big like um, um, headset. But um, how do you see uh, this being used for remote work? I'm trying out uh, in our company you know, um, to do like remote work and remote meetings after all the pandemic and all these things. 
but there's still like a lot of limitation, like the use of a keyboard and uh, that you have a headset in your head and uh, you can't really see the other people. Some, some, um, some apps actually scan your face and they do like a rough image of you. How do you see like uh, VR being used actually for remote work on an ongoing basis? Um, it's, it's becoming now. It's, it's growing with the growth of uh, uh, Industry 4.0. You know, there are some, some solutions, some, uh, some projects when you uh, can uh, manage and control the equipment from the VR uh, glasses. You, 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 we call it digital twins. You have a digital twin uh, of your equipment and you can interact with this digital twin and uh, it will be um, affected uh, real equipment. So you have a factory in India, but you are based in, in Germany. You are sitting in your uh, office and you have digital twin and you can, you can control the equipment in India. Uh, the second uh, example, I would say the virtual conferences. Right now, there is a huge uh, crisis in, in, the event man in the event industry, and we are also involved in, 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 in um, developing solutions for virtual reality uh, conferences, events, and education. So one of the business schools came to us and told us, look, we have a huge issue. So our students do not want to pay for MBA online. They, they, uh, they, they enroll in the course to get networking, to communicate with peers, to, to engage into the discussion during the lectures. And they are very tired and don't want to use Zoom. There is a um, term called Zoom fatigue. People got tired, there is no connection. God, I, I can't stand it any longer. And especially like on classes, it's like death by Zoom. <laughs> Yeah. So what we are doing uh, right now, we, we are creating a project. It's a platform for remote uh, education. It consists of several uh, blocks. One block is uh, uh, for universities, for business school, for medical schools. The second block is for corporate education. And the third block uh, about uh, creating um, uh, virtual reality uh, events. So the idea is that you are a professor you are sitting at home in Mexico, you put on your Oculus Quest and all the students put Oculus Quest and you appear in, in one uh, lecture room. And in real time, you can, they can hear you, you can move and it will be tracked, your hands, um, your emotions, your speech will be synchronized with avatar uh, lips. And, how, do you, uh, how do you do the scan of the face? Uh, uh, or it's just an avatar? There are two approaches. One approach, you can choose just an avatar. And the second approach, you, we can create a, a copy of you, uh, which is, looks like you. You have a bird, you have a glasses. So it will be recognizable. Uh, yeah, the, the more complex would be a volumetric model, but it's, yeah. it's expensive and uh, uh, complex to, to develop. So you can, uh, so the, our idea to replicate offline experience for the students. So are you, you know, are you doing it with Oculus Quest? Have you thought yeah, about doing yeah. it on a more massive scale with uh, something like uh, the Google Cardboard uh, headset? Um, no, Google Cardboard is not comfortable to use for, uh, for some long 
period of time, like a duration of the lecture, one and a half or two hours. It's, it's not okay. comfortable. Yeah. And uh, there's the resolution of the screen, the field of view, the tracking of your hands, the tracking of your position in the space. It's impossible. It's possible right now only with Oculus One, Oculus Quest One and Oculus Quest Two. Okay, and, and tell me something. Who are the key players in the market right now, in your opinion? Who's actually, like Facebook for sure, with Oculus. Uh, who's actually, do you think, where are your bets in terms of like the really like well-known hardware companies that are developing software as well, but, and, and also like, who are the companies you really admire in the area? And then I want to know about Magic Leap because apparently it was like <laughs> crash and burn. Yeah, so we have to seg segment it into two uh, segments. One is software companies, and the second is uh, hardware companies. If we are talking about software companies, so there is a battle between Apple and Google. And I believe it, that is my personal opinion based on my experience uh, in this uh, industry. Apple is probably uh, a bit... Uh, far uh, ahead of Google, maybe four months, maybe five months, maybe six months, based on that solution that they create. It's called ARKit uh, for iOS de devices and Google created AR Core for Android devices. So- But they haven't, yeah, they haven't actually put anything out regarding VR, right? They, they've been rumored to have like, uh, some Apple glasses on the pipeline or something for like a few years now. But yeah, there's it, nothing really. Yeah, if you, are, if you are talking about hardware devices, uh, manufacturers, so in virtual reality, there are so many um, players and uh, in terms of quality uh, of uh, resolution of the screen, uh, HTC uh, Vive mm -hmm. is a good player, one of the top. And, uh, but but uh, their devices uh, a bit uh, heavier and uh, they require uh, a PC to, to yeah. power devices. And in terms of uh, market penetration, accessibility, comfort, uh, it's a Facebook with uh, Oculus Quest. Um, there are some specific devices with uh, 8K resolution in virtual reality. Uh, they're, they're small and they do some uh, devices, uh, produce devices for some specific industry needs. But in terms of uh, hardware, Facebook and, uh, um, and HTC Vive. Uh, regarding the Apple, Apple is a, the biggest intrigue. So, Everyone uh, is saying, and there, is, there are some rumors that in two years, in 2022, they will release AR glasses. And our company and our R&D team is always following the information, which patents, patents they register, in which direction they are developing, you know, in order to be ready. Because in one day, when they release uh, Apple uh, AR glasses, it will be the next technological revolution. In that yeah. day, next day, we will not need any smartphones and displays. You will have everything on your glasses and your hands will be free. You will be able to control with the gestures, with voice, with the gaze control, and you can do whatever you want. So yeah, 2022, it will be 
if nothing changes, it will be new, new technological revolution, I believe. 2022. And we had, we had a few as well. And in terms of developers, Lucid Reality uh, Lab for sure. And who else do you think are like doing really cool stuff? Um, there are a lot of companies on the market and we position our company as a technology expert. We, we, we do project for augmented reality on any platform, for virtual reality on any platform. And we, we create unique customized solution for specific business needs of our clients. There are some companies which, uh, uh, which are focusing on uh, AR navigation only or uh, AR uh, uh, UI UX experience tracking on hands. Some companies create some maps. Some companies create of uh, some uh, games or some learn educational experience on medical sphere. So uh, there are a lot of companies. I must say. Okay, and what happened? So Magic Leap was developing a lot of uh, mixed reality. They launched their first product, kind of prototype, developers kit, and so on. It was kind of a flop. Um, what happened to them? Do you know uh, why? Yeah. Why didn't it work? They were like totally funded. I think like over five billion. With uh, I, I believe five, over seven. Over seven almost seven with like Jack Ma and Google yep. guys and, and everyone was on it. It was like uh, the biggest, the new Tesla almost. And then suddenly it's like nothing. Um, we are official partners of Magic Leap and we work with that device. <laughs> we love it very much. It, it's, it's so futuristic. It's so light. And in terms of uh, quality of images, field of view, it's a great device. And uh, it was magically one. And now uh, what happened at the beginning of the COVID uh, story, I believe it was in March, uh, the CEO announced that they, uh, they fire 50% of employees and they, you know, decrease the cost. And uh, um, it's a, probably one of the most secret companies after Apple. So we don't know exactly uh, what is going on? So we, I have a couple of friends who, who were who were working in in that company, and now they uh, they they work in another companies. So um, I believe that they will launch a second version very soon. We're probably beginning of the next year, uh, Magic Leap Two, and. I don't know. Maybe maybe they are uh, preparing for some M and A. Uh, maybe they preparing for some something else, but maybe Apple buys them. They are both maybe. secretive, and Apple maybe. needs the technology, so it could be it could be an interesting thing. Maybe Apple or Google or somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Lisa. Um, so we talked that these companies need a lot of money and resources to implement XR in businesses. So what will happen to the small and medium companies that don't have the money and resources? Will they just disappear or will the market just be not dominated by the big companies? Uh, if we are talking about uh, producers of uh, devices, hardware, yeah, definitely. Uh, they require a lot of money uh, because everything is based on uh, R&D projects. So they, they invent in uh, that technology. Uh, Mm. 
big companies invest a lot. They have a lot of uh, uh, good, uh, good uh, scientists. But at the same time, I see that on the market appear small companies with a very nice uh, innovative product, such companies like Unreal, uh, and they're planning to release their product at the beginning in January 2021. It's augmented reality glasses, very small, tiny, like your usual glass, and very fancy and cool. I would, I would use it. And it will be used uh, with, with a smartphone. So it, it is smartphone connected. So it will use processing power of smartphone. And at the same time, the smartphone screen, uh, screen will be used as a touch, uh, touch screen to, to, to navigate. So it's a very interesting uh, approach and we will see. Um, but, you know, that is very dynamic uh, industry technology. We, we don't know. I, I believe that even small company can, can create some, some interesting solution and uh, can, be, uh, can be bought by, by big companies. So in terms of business, it's a good, good exit, I would say. In terms of, in terms of customers uh, and users, uh, we only benefit from that. So it's, uh, we have smartphones, uh, the latest, uh, as David mentioned, the latest uh, iPhone 12 has a LiDAR uh, sensor. So it gives more, more opportunities for augmented reality, more capabilities to, to scan the environment, to position, uh, to do some uh, mixed reality experience, object occlusion, and so on. Alex, uh, we're talking, Luisa was mentioning about money and values and how much it is. Can you give us an idea about uh, different projects and their, this is always like an unfair question and, and hard to reply, uh, to answer, but um, what, how much do companies have to invest? I'll give you a couple of cases. If you want to develop like a, a virtual e-commerce store on, for Oculus Quest, um, is it possible already? Uh, do you think like uh, the resolution is there? Um, how much would like a company have to invest in something like this? If you are talking about some experience for Oculus Quest, uh, uh, I believe um, the, 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 the cost of the pro production can start from uh, 10, 15,000 euro. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and uh, with the complexity and the amount of uh, uh, art, it will, it will grow. So. In, in developing virtual and augmented reality, you have to understand it has two components. One component is a programming part, and the second mm -hmm. component is an art part. Art mm -hmm. part, I mean, it's a 3D modeling, uh, creating textures, materials, uh, and lighting, and uh, animation. So if you want it look like very photorealistic, it will require more resources to do that, more time. And it's uh, more, in most of the cases, it's manual work and talent-based work to look nice. As to the programming uh, part, it's um, becoming uh, easier and easier and even becoming commodity. So if you take uh, augmented reality effects for uh, Instagram, now, everyone can create a very simple effect you know some I know ice or whatever on your face a halloween mask there is a um, platform called spark ar studio 
very simple. You can uh, write, uh, you can read some manual and create in one hour, you will have that AR mask and you can publish it and you can show your friends and use it yourself. Um, in, in, for for e-commerce uh, platform for mobile, I believe uh, if you want to integrate payment system, if you want to integrate login system, it will take the same amount of money as creating a just mobile augmented reality, a mobile application for e-commerce. Plus, I believe you can add uh, around 30 to 40%. Are you seeing any, are you seeing any, um, are you seeing any current like good uh, online stores on, on VR? Virtual reality. Yeah. Uh, let me think. Um, um, I saw many examples, but I didn't like them. Okay. <laughs> Nothing because yeah, uh, I've I, seen. I can tell I've you seen, one. Example. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't try myself because it's only in US, and I didn't have a chance to travel. There is one company in US called Lucid Motors. So they're competitors of Tesla, uh, but they create very nice sport cars. So they are showrooms uh, uh, equipped with virtual reality and you cannot see the car in showroom. You can see virtual reality setting and you put virtual reality, you can configure your car, you can order your car, you can test it, you can ride it, you can uh, sit in the car. Yeah, that is a good example. I saw some demo videos and uh, uh, I want to, to, to test it myself. Nice. I'm, I'm just looking at their website. looks amazing. <laughs> and, um, and tell me something. In terms of um, the um, headsets, VR headsets, because right now we're talking like Oculus Quest has been like sold out for I don't know how long and so on, but we are probably talking like VR positive we are talking tops in the world like five to ten million vr headsets um which is nothing compared when we go for instance for smartphones which we have like several billion um do you think uh the the vr headset is going to become like um a standard like people are going to have it how are we going to address virtual reality to, to actually get it to a mass scale on a, uh, as a consumer product? Yeah, I, I believe that uh, that is one of the main differences uh, of, uh, between uh, augmented reality and virtual reality. Augmented reality is a market, uh, mass market because it's uh, in everyone's uh, smartphone and virtual reality is a niche product. And uh, before Oculus Quest uh, was launched, uh, it, it was very institutional and industrial product for training education some collaboration uh, it's it's expensive it was expensive and uh, it was uh, there was a, there was a need to connect to the pc with a very very it's gaming pc so the price was around uh, 700 dollars for oculus rift and for htc vive plus two point uh, $5,000 for the PC. So it's, 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 it's a lot of money for mass market. But right now, Oculus Quest 2, the lowest price, $300. So yeah. I believe with, uh, again, with COVID, 
people uh, spending time at home and quarantine, so they need somehow to socialize. And uh, the best way to socialize is to go to virtual reality chat. When you see in real time a person, like, uh, like an avatar, but you can talk to, to that person, you can discuss, you can communicate, and all this. You know that even uh, such players as Pornhub, they invest in a lot in virtual reality. Oh, I'm sure. Like, uh, I'm sure, although they have the ecosystem closed for, for porn, I think. But uh, it's always, I, I find like uh, the porn industry is always amazing because they are always in the forefront of innovation. And, uh, and I find it uh, even on e-commerce and everything, like people, it's always like the taboo to speak about. But if you want to talk about someone that is innovation and goes around like regulations, goes around technology and, and they're always in the, in the forefront because there's, there's so much money in it. And uh, for sure, they, that's like um, a, a massive application. I think another really interesting application is uh, fitness. We're seeing Peloton. We are seeing um, a couple of other like um, work from home connected device, workout from home connected devices. And I, for instance, I've been like uh, playing around with um, Fit VR and uh, Supernatural and a couple of uh, of uh, applications and workout at home with uh, with the VR because it actually makes it much more entertaining instead of just like looking at something at the gym which sometimes can be nice, but uh, it's, uh, it's just like putting the, the headset and you're playing a video game and working out and it's connected with your Apple Watch now and all those things. Yeah. So I'm seeing a lot. But I'm seeing, curiously, what, I, what I've seen, and, and um, besides um, VR, um, we do work a lot with, uh, with e-commerce. And what we've seen is like for the first time, um, people are really going into e-commerce and we're getting like mass adoption. Like uh, it was really impressive how much e-commerce grew during the pandemic because people had two things they never had before, which was um, time and need. So it's like before it's like, oh, e-commerce was already great. The experience was great, but people never really had the need because they had other alternatives and the learning curve was uh, something that would was challenging for them and or they were just lazy and now suddenly everyone is on e-commerce and now i it's a pity that there weren't enough vr headsets for people to start using during the pandemic or i think we would have like an explosion because like you said at the beginning the amount of things that you can do in vr and x uh and they are x uh, and all these uh different technologies once i'm starting to use them i'm just like mind blown of how much it can be done and on b2b as well the training part you were saying even like firefighters and all these like risky activities it's just uh unreal mm -hmm. i can tell you uh, yeah yeah regarding your questions and your comments uh, regarding virtual reality I can tell you that virtual reality um, has some unique uh, uh, features and advantages which uh, Nazi technology has. It's immersiveness. When you put your virtual reality head headset, you immerse into that world. It's speciality it's, uh, from the world special. It's a uh, you know, 3D world. So it means that we as a human beings, we, we have this feeling of speciality and uh, it gives you only virtual reality. Then uh, it's 3D intuitive environment. So on 2D, um, you, you cannot 
it's, it's a fake for our brain, 2D information, but 3D, it's a natural. And we use all the senses in, in virtual reality. And also it's very interactive. So you can touch, you can make it move, you can uh, turn around, you can try. Uh, no, no, none of the technology can give it. But for the retail, I will tell you one, one uh, story about our company. So we are working on the project uh, for one of the supermarket chains on, created, on creating uh, virtual, but based on augmented reality experience. So what is the problem with e-commerce? If we are taken in one of the supermarkets, it's like medium-sized supermarket, they have 20,000 of different products. Can you put 20,000 of different products on, on a mobile application? No. Uh, mm -hmm. the people usually scroll no more than seven screens. But if you have uh, 50 brands of milk and you need a specific one and you will uh, scroll or you have to put it into the search to filter, it's not comfortable and the people don't do it. And even the supermarkets don't put more than 10% of their products in there because it's, it's, it's massive, you, you cannot do everything. And then uh, what, what we created, we created augmented reality portal. You use your phone, you, you open your phone, it uh, opens a portal, you enter and through the phone, you see the same shelves the same departments the same product on the shelf you touch the product it in front of you you can rotate you can read the information which is uh, uh, valuable for you and then you swap down uh, to your basket and then you you move to another product you you check you observe you see the whole shelf so first you have uh, experience of shopping offline experience but online Second, you have a um, choice. You can choose from all the product. And third one, which is very important, in, in, in retail, we, base, uh, we do a lot of emotional uh, purchases, right? We, we, we go to buy meat, but on the way to meat, we buy uh, wine, cheese, uh, fish, something else, and we come home with a huge basket and we do not understand how we do it. So the same you can do in augmented reality because you see everything. And also you have a special, your favorites, a room when you don't need to spend time. So, and then uh, when you choose, everything goes to the basket, the information goes to the special, it's called dark store. It's a huge distribu distributor center with, a, with yeah. a, everything is sorted out and uh, you, you got a package with your food. So the idea to spend less time than you go to the supermarket, choose your product and bring home. You are staying at home, order it, they bring it, and you, you spend two hours for, for more useful things and going to for shopping. Yeah, I, I, Walmart, Walmart has a great simulation on that. I, I don't know if you've seen it. Walmart, uh, it's on YouTube. They, they presented it, I think, at South by Southwest last year or something, but they have a great simulation like, uh, like you're mentioning. I'd love to see yours as well. Because I, yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense because people are like, no, I'd like to go to the supermarket. Really? You're really excited about going and buying toilet paper at the supermarket? It's like maybe if you're like throwing a dinner for the family or for, or for your friends and you want to choose a wine or something, Maybe you love it, but 
you really think it's a great experience to go and buy like uh, detergent or shampoo at the supermarket, just like save your time. It's like time is the most precious thing uh, you have, like the name of our podcast. Life is too short to spending it uh, just like going to the grocery store and buying toothpaste. Lisa. Um, so we talk about all these new technologies and we have like laptops, iPads, everything. And XR is already being implemented in so many industries, but there's also a growing trend on being disconnected and being away from all these technologies. Do you think that will be a problem when it comes to XR? If you do, if you will be disconnected from this technology? Yes, because a lot of people think that we spend too much time in front of the computer or in front of the, our uh, iPhone or something. And so when we try to implement or when customers will have to use headsets uh, to shop, do you think that will be a problem? Mm. Uh, I believe that any technology has both sides, white side and dark side. So good thing about technology is that it makes our life easier and uh, more efficient. The bad things about technology it changes our behavior. So, you know, if you spend all the time in virtual reality, you are isolated from the real world. You're probably losing some skills communicating face to face with your, I don't know, relatives, if they, they are not using virtual reality or, or some friends, or um, I believe it can uh, widen social division between people as well. But as I mentioned, uh, at the same time, it can uh, be a good be a good tool to 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 fight with uh, inequality as well. So it it depends how you use it. And for elder people, what do you think? Because it's it's a segment I've been looking into for the last uh, few years. Because as uh, populations grow older, and um, and loneliness is, is such a massive problem in, in our society. Yeah. Um, I think it probably can, can help out a lot um, the, um, yeah. the it, it elders, no? Yeah, it helps a lot. And lonely one of the problems, the second problem is the inclusivity that uh, those people who stay, stay at home, they cannot go out or some have some uh, disorders, disabilities it's possible to connect and to give them that feeling. So we, uh, we do in one, one of the projects for one big international company, uh, they, they work with people with disabilities. And one of the patients told us, if you, if you make me stand up even in virtual reality, and he, he cannot stand up, I will be the happiest uh, person in the world. Yeah, in the end, our brain is, um, if we think about a little bit the concept of matrix, virtual reality makes a lot of sense. If we can give all the inputs to our brain that um, is, it's using the body, as long as we can trick him well enough, you almost have like no uh, use for the body except for life support. If you could actually connect, it's a little bit futuristic, but uh, in the end, you could almost replace like the usage of the body. And also one, one of the um, 
direction and one of the solutions we are doing, which is amazing, I believe, it's uh, creating special solutions in virtual reality uh, for people to be in the shoes of other people with disorders. If we take uh, such as dyslexia, you know, people cannot read. They, they, they don't have that ability to read. But they, they go to school, they study, they have to study. And uh, the teachers do not understand what does it mean you cannot read. And we create a solution when the teacher put headset. And now she is a student which cannot read. And she looks at the text and suddenly all the, the, the letters start flying and mixing. And uh, you cannot read that mess. And after that, they, they, they start understanding those students. Or ADHD, you know, that's a very, very uh, common disease uh, disorder in, uh, among young people. It's uh, attention deficit, deficit disorder. disorder. So yeah, we, we created one of the experience for teachers. So you're a student, you're sitting on, on, and you see a notebook on, on, on the table and some dinosaur, it's uh, on, the, on that notebook, uh, and suddenly you see the dinosaurs start flying. You look at the watch and some monsters coming from the watch, or some trees behind the glasses start uh, talking each, each other, to each other. So, and people got um, distracted by such illusions, but teachers do not understand. They start, they start shouting, and you know, they, uh, why you don't listen to me? Uh, but he cannot listen, we, he, he, he just not able. So we created such experience for teachers. When they try, they, they, it's, it's, was, it was completely, you know, uh, life-changing experience for them. That's uh, fascinating. Alex, um, I really want to be respectful of your time. It's been so great speaking with you. Uh, just um, one last question question uh, following life-changing experiences that uh, you were just mentioning. What are you most excited about that you see happening in the next two years in the industry? Uh, yeah, as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see uh, Apple AR glasses. And um, um, I see that uh, uh, it's a uh, must market adoption of virtual reality uh, headsets and virtual reality solutions. It's coming, David, and um, mm. it, it's becoming a new computation platform. It's, it's becoming a new norm of our life. Use oh, I fully believe and I'm full on board with, um, with it. I'm really excited and really think it's one of the technologies that, not the future technology, it's already a present technology, but that's going to have more and more impact uh, every day. Uh, Alex, thank you, thank you so much. It was a great talk. Um, I hope we have the chance to to have another podcast with you because uh, the technology is evolving so much, all the, the new solutions. Uh, and I would love to thank you on behalf of our, our team at LeadSax and at uh, Nova School of Business uh, for the amazing conversation. Thank you so much and thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. And our co-host today was Luisa Flores. We'll see you next week. This was the LeadSax podcast and it is produced by Marika Agelberg, Marius Busen, Philippe Santiago Lopes and David Bernardo Santo. We'll see you next week. Thank you.